are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday here on Westwood One. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. Gentlemen, good to see you. We just wrapped up today's production for the CRTV show. Let's give the audience a preview of what's to come should they decide that today's the day to subscribe to CRTV. Todd, what are they going to be looking forward to? Uh, you will find out uh, that uh, Mike Pence is who we thought he was. Um, just, he's not the guy in the White House that can represent uh, a conservative movement because the movement clearly does not live with much conviction with him. Aaron. Yeah, he um, he is who we thought he was, but if past history is an indication of future events, we are indeed going to let him off the hook. Um, did you get that reference? I did. Okay. Good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was proud of myself. Just wanted to. Just wanted to. Just wanted to say that. Also, uh, we have the T-shirts that everybody has been asking for. It is the dumbest last T-shirts. It's got the words "Whoever's dumbest last loses." Right after election 2018, and it's got the Steve Dace logo on there. If you want one, we have sizes ranging from small to extra large. Dumbestlast at gmail.com. I love that email address. Dumbestlast at gmail.com. Send me your uh, size and your shipping address, and I'll send you a, uh, a PayPal invoice. Takes all major forms of payment. Well, if you want to be a subscriber to CRTV, you won't just get today's show from us, but every show we've ever done. And all of the shows that we air each day here at CRTV, beginning with the great one, Mark Levin, all the way down to the very, 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 very bottom of the CRTV food chain where you will find us, otherwise known as other programming. CRTV.com, and if you use my name as not just a swear word this time, but a promo code, you will get a discounted subscription. It will cost only a quarter a day. That's it. A quarter a day for CRTV. CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. CRTV.com. Promo code DACE. All right, uh, men, let's get to it. It is the Wednesday podcast. We play a little game called Buy, Sell, or Hold on Wednesday. And this gives us an opportunity. Why do we do this every every Wednesday? Well, there's two reasons. One, it's less work for me because I have other people come up with the topics. Let's not kid ourselves. That's the number one reason. But the number two reason is which is still a good one. Like I always tell people about politics, there's the, 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 the real reason people do things and there's the right reason, okay? So the real reason we do this is it's one less day of work for me because I don't have to come up with the content. The right reason is it does give us a chance to cover a wide range of topics in one podcast. So Aaron, perhaps with the assistance of a few of you in our audience, will begin to fire provocative statements at us. At least we hope they are. Todd, you and I are going to decide, are we going to buy that or are we going to sell on that? Hopefully we have at least one good reason why once per show we are permitted to hold, but it's considered such a punk move, such a clear violation of the dude code not to take a stand that you will be mercilessly ridiculed should you take that option with one exception. The proposition we are asked to buy or sell is so utterly lame, it doesn't dignify taking a stand for. Are we ready to go? We usually are. Aaron, fire away. All right. We'll start with Constantinus Sheroditis, trademark. Uh, We will never have a true constitutionalist as a Supreme Court judge. By constitutionalist, he means a true federalist that believes in an enumerated federal government primarily limited to powers outlined in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Uh, Unless you see moral revival in the culture, that's true. Absolutely, that's true. Um, Even as great as, as much as I loved Antonin Scalia, and he was number two in our contest last year 
for greatest American conservative behind only Ronald Reagan, and I'm all for that selection. But even Antonin Scalia, numerous times in, in his judicial career, bristled at the notion um, that when the courts render something, it's not the law. And really about one of the few times I saw, we saw him truly break free of that, even as great of a justice as he was. One of the few times we saw him break free of that was at the very end of his career on Obergefell. And he went so far as to, to take the extraordinary step of publicly criticizing a fellow justice in Anthony Kennedy. So um, I think that's so ingrained and embedded in 99% of America's law schools that even really good justices, even really good ones, even great ones, are tainted to some extent by that. So I will buy that. Uh, I think I'll I'll sell. Uh, I, I found a uh, a comment uh, or a quote from Amy Coney Barrett of, uh, from her you know her past writings. I don't know how far back we go, but she she was talking about how well if you're going to be a uh, whether she said constitutionalist, strict constructionist, originalist, I don't know exactly what the terminology she went down a list of things that would obviously have to go. And she, uh, Social Security, uh, things like that. And then she said in the next breath, uh, but I think that you, we all know that that it's kind of a moot point to even say that because those things are never going to come before uh, the court. Uh, which I think was uh, actually a, uh, which was a very uh, uh, constitutional originalist uh, sentiment, in my opinion. So, and if we, I, I just got done saying on the show today, I don't think Barrett was ever really going to happen to Trump, but I think uh, she rose uh, pretty uh, darn close as a legitimate uh, possibility. And if she is who we think she is and hope she is, um, I might have not said as much three weeks ago but i'll i'll sell can i sure put a finer point yeah. on my answer because i want to make sure i agree with everything todd just said let me let me put a finer point on what i was trying to say one of the i was sent today the talking points the bio on on brett kavanaugh um one of the things in his that was prominently listed was he had written uh, in some legal journal on the importance of stare decisis. For those of you that don't know what that term means, I'm not going to tell you what the law school definition of the term is. I'm going to tell you what the actual definition is. Because when I tell you this, I'm going to get a bunch of lawyers that have done this show more. I've done this show more than any other show in my career is this topic right here. I've done this show. And one of the reasons why was I was the tip of the spear when we went after the judges in Iowa back in 2010. And so I had to do, what do I mean by tip of the spear? I was the guy doing the air war, educating the masses on this, on a statewide radio platform. And so I, I did this show almost every day for three months, some variation of it. When I say this is the definition of stare decisis, a whole bunch of lawyers are going to email me and say, you know what you're talking about? And they're going to quote me with their law journal or their textbook in law school says that it is. That's not what it means, though. I'm going to tell you what it actually means. What it really means in the real world. What it really means in the real world is anything whatsoever that a judge conjures up from the depths of his bowels and says this is the law is now the law. That's, that's a, what it really means. That's a true fact. That's what it really means. Now, that's not what they tell you it means in law school. But when they, we get into the real world, that's what it practically means. Why does it practically mean that? Because of what I wrote today for Conservative Review and what Todd is alluding to with Amy Coney Barrett. Because if you lack the proper worldview, you will eventually end up there. I mean, where does Anthony, how come on some days Anthony Kennedy was great and on some days else he wasn't? That's a worldview situation. And he just made the determination, you know what, ye be like God. I, I want, I, I'm going to be my own God and I'm going to let my conscience go where I want it to go on this issue. And then I'm going to honor 
a higher authority in my conscience on another issue. I'm going to kind of pick and choose that sort of a la carte cafeteria style worldview. All right. If you if you do not have a fully systematic worldview, there is no way, shape or form you will avoid ultimately going there at some point with starry decisis when you're given unlimited power to do so you're just you're it's asking the scorpion not to sting you it's it can't happen it's in the nature if you don't recognize an authority above your own nature you will ultimately at some point determine you are said authority it's only because we recognize, or we at least we once did, that our rights come from God and not government, that government is limited to the enumerated powers in the Constitution. Any, other rec- any, any change to that recognition, and the God is removed, and as Chesterton observed, the government will then become the God, and that's the time period in which we live today. So, so our mutual friend... Uh, attorney who compared himself to big time doctors. You know they don't get it in that to just uh, right. write subs- uh, prescriptions. Yes, he, his his famous quote about a high priced lawyer judge. They like to cut the yes. big time surgery. You know. Yes. Yes. And so, at some point, how do how do thirteen colonies? Where's the conviction come up to stand up against a British armada? A lot of that conviction comes from we have no king but Jesus. Divine, a lot of that, divine providence. Yeah, a lot of that conviction comes from um, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for peoples to break the ties that bind. And, and here's 27 reasons why it's necessary. The king is acting contrary to the laws of nature and nature's God. At some point, someone actually has to say, there's, there's 15 reasons to be opposed to Roe v. Wade. 15, at least. It's terrible constitutional application. There's, all, there's 15 reasons I can come up with. Let me tell you the best one. Our rights come from God and he says not to murder. That's the absolute best one. That's it. When you have a judge that will do that, that's when they have broken totally and completely free from stare decisis. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. I agree with Todd. She's a big step in that direction. The fact that she is clearly a big step in that direction is exactly why she wasn't nominated. And that's why I voted sell. Is that better than the initial answer I gave? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, Caleb Johnson says J.J. Abrams will give Lando Calrissian a male lover in episode nine. (laughs) I forgot they did announce he's going to be in episode nine, right? Yep. Yes. They're just, it's all, the kitchen sink, it's all just getting thrown in there. No, I'm sell. That. I don't know, man. We've established in canon he's pansexual. Right? That, it, there was no right that, yes. Yeah, yes. That, that happened. Yeah. You know? So, I'll buy. Throw another shrimp on <laughs> I don't the know. Barbie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Wars used to be fun. <laughs> I don't. I don't know... I, I don't know what crazy subplots and storylines you could throw at me nowadays that I would reject. You know, I mean, I don't. From this perspective, I mean, you can come up with like, you know, crazy ideas, you know, from some overnight, you know, Art Bell show. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, where where social justice and political correct. Dude, last night, Opie is on Twitter, man talking to people about what will you do when Trump institutes yeah. martial law you're freaking opie bro okay you are you are living in a country you're a 93 pound ginger and we made you a multi-millionaire why do you hate us i don't understand why why do you hate us 
There's no most other countries in the world would simply just look at you and say he ha- doesn't have it. That's not happening. We gave you unspeakable riches after giving you a chance to prove yourself. And oh, by the way, where did you initially prove yourself? On a show that celebrated Americana, law and order, family values, traditionalism. On a show like that, way back in the day, and you repay us with something that makes Joss Whedon's political Twitter look sane. I don't think that guy's right, by the way. I see that I see yeah. you retweeting the stuff he puts out there. I, he, <laughs> Both I, of them I, I retweeted last we, night. We, Whedon is either just either Whedon has decided because of the stuff that's come out about how he's treated women in his own life. He just feels like he needs to do this to do some sort of, you know, this is the, so this is the progressive version of no, saying Hail Mary. Say next. It's what you're going to say. next. Or he's just not stable. Yeah. He's just not a stable human being. That's progressivism. I, I'm just, not, I mean, I don't know people like that, you know, that's just, that's just not stability there. And when we live in a culture where Opie, where Opie is talking about whether what what would you do to resist Trump declaring martial law? Hey guys, let me just tell you right now, man. First rule of whether or not someone's a fascist, you don't get to publicly discuss their fascism, question it, or game plan out how you will resist and oppose it, okay? Because if you are permitted to do so in an open forum, guess what that means they're probably not? A fascist? A fascist. Rule number two. The ones getting the ones getting violently attacked for their political beliefs are not the fascists. The ones attacking them are. <laughs> right? That's that's rule number two. The hitter is the fascist. The hittee, not the fascist. Okay? Now, Opie, why don't you actually see if you can make a good Star Wars movie and leave the rest of the conversation to the adults? Thank you. I responded to that tweet and said, um, there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> you guys ever watch Arrested Development? I know, but I know what that I've, I've, I know that's a, what that's a reference I, to because that show was like came that show was like the first. Like Ron Swanson, I've never seen Parks and Rec either, but he is such a a, a, a social media meme phenomenon yeah. that that at the dawn I mean, of, of the Twitter age, that yeah. was Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yep, I hear. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you'd like or, uh, I don't think you'd like uh, Parks and Rec too much. One of my favorite shows, though. Uh, let's see. Chad says you should fire Aaron for not seeing at least half the MCU movies. Bye. Bye. Although. Having the millennial play the get off my lawn, I'm too good for this, too mature for this, I got other things to do like sleep in the middle, <laughs> I got day sleeping to do, having him do that to the middle-aged guys going all fanboy, I thought kind of thought it had a nice little uh, I did. turnabout to it. I did. It had a nice flavor to the, added a nice flavor to the whole episode. It was fun. Uh, Rocco says, before or during the consideration to overturn Roe, masses of Democrats slash leftists will flood the streets in violent force, causing multiple Bye. National Guard divisions to be called upon to stop them. Biggest collection of riots in our history. Oh, I think that went too far. Some of you, need, you guys, you got to learn. Don't go that far. Okay, I think that's going too far. Because you would assume these people are that committed to this. They're not. They're, they're, they're not. It's why they do things like grab MAGA hots off of uh, 38-pound teenagers. And then they talk a bunch of junk as they're walking away and they're being filmed. <laughs> All right? Um, uh, no. I, I think um, there's... I don't believe... I think a lot of these are spoiled brats and they don't have nearly that level of Tiananmen Square-like commitment to their cause. I, I just disagree in terms of the volume. The, the, the biggest, uh, that's the sense I got, the, the number of people. Uh, but those that do hit the streets 
will do so with not only vitriol but with violence. You can take that. To oh, the I don't bank. disagree with that. What? But it'll be like what we saw in the early Trump presidency when we had the Fox videos and it, at, it, where it was like twenty people on each side on a, on a California beach. The movie The Circle is not a good movie. It's also the most accurate depiction of progressivism by a major Hollywood film in in, in I've ever seen. I mean, Tom Hanks is essentially Bezos, Ginsburg, Buffett, Zuckerberg. That's essentially who he plays. All right. And what's her face? Hermione Granger, whose name I can't ever remember. Uh, there's a scene in the movie. And she's like his protege. And there's a scene in the movie where they want it. They, they're encouraging millennials to protest this oppressive regime. And I don't, I'm trying to remember exactly what it is she has them do, but it's essentially like downvotes on a message board. And show them you really want to stand for human rights by clicking thumbs down. Like, do I think we will get that? Like, do I think, I, I, do I think Alyssa Milano's Twitter feed will be as lit as lit can possibly get? And we'll see more dumb stuff like Opie and whatever Joss Whedon is doing? Yeah. But do I think we will see thousands of leftists pour out of 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 their um, out of their townhouses uh, in uh, Berkeley, uh, Haight Ashbury, Seattle, Portland, um, uh, Washington D.C., where abortion will still be legal? Yes. yes. Do I think that they will pour out of their of their brownstones? That they will empty their brownstones to get brown-eyed by the National Guard? Hell no. Hell no. I mean, these are the Hillary Clinton went overwhelmingly won the richest and wealthiest counties in America. They're always the last people to get their own hands dirty. Always the last ones. No. No. Todd. No, oh, I answered. I, I just, I, I disagreed on the volume, but in terms of the intensity from a select devote, I mean, they've shown themselves. It's going to be, you know, what happened in Berkeley. Things will be on fire. People will be hurt. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be, you know, t- times 10 in terms of yep, the number of that. people. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Arthur, I like this one. LeBron James will play one season with the Lakers, then sign a one-year contract with the Oakland Raiders as a tight end. Sell. I could totally see that happening. Totally sell. Sell. So I'm not convinced that LeBron, I mean, he doesn't want to lose, but I honestly don't think championships, I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I think he's LA lifestyle now. I agree. He's got he's got what is it three or four rings, I think he's I think he's at peace with the fact he's not going to be Jordan. Uh, he might he he might be on the third best team in the Western Conference right now, and that's that could be even being kind. Uh, I think this is he's thirty four years old. I think he wants the LA lifestyle, uh, the opportunity to be connected to uh, business and other opportunities that that keep him relevant after his playing career. I think he, I think you know, he he looks at Magic Johnson and and the persona that Magic has created for himself post playing career, and that's even after HIV, which was still heavily stigmatized in the early '90s when Magic was revealed to have uh, have acquired it. I think he sees that as a model for him, so, that he's going to be culturally relevant financially relevant far beyond his playing career he's done chasing the ghost of Jordan if he gets another ring or so so be it but see all the pressure's off LeBron now he doesn't have to carry a team anymore He's in the same conference as the Golden State Warriors who and all their guys are still in the primes of their careers. There's no expectation whatsoever he's going to beat those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's now That's free to just go out there, get set as many scoring records as he wants and and be a, a cultural force of nature like Magic Johnson. That was my was. point and I, I mean I knew like you knew it was going to be the Lakers when I said the Bucks and I don't care about the Bucks. I mean I'm from Wisconsin, but if you really wanted to keep chasing championships, you have to stay in the East. Agreed. And you have to join somebody like 
um, uh, Giannis, uh, uh, just somebody of that caliber. It, it it has to be. You cannot piecemeal this thing. You've tried that. You did the best you could. Not uh, once Garnett entered the equation, you needed to form an All Star team and fast. That's not going to happen at the Lakers, mm-hmm. even within the next. And he's thirty. What, four, whatever he is. I think he signaled that by at 34 years old signing a four-year contract. Yeah. I think that he signaled that he's given up. He, uh, he's at a point and, and that, hey, if if I'm not good enough for you, I'm done chasing Michael Jordan's shadow and uh, this is where we're settling down and I'm going to be done here in a few years and I'm going to you know make myself culturally relevant beyond basketball like Magic did. Melissa Standish had a uh, a suggestion. I'm not going to use that one specifically, but I want to give her credit for um, inspiring me to use the following. Episode 9 of Star Wars will perform better than Episode 8. Well, Episode 8, um, it's the highest, pardon me, it's the highest growing, grossing, not adjusted for inflation. In fact, I'm going to look that up while you... I'm going to look that up first before I answer and let you answer first, Todd. Go ahead. Just, we're talking how much money it makes. Yep. That, uh, so. I'll, uh, I'll sell. Yeah. I, I, I think it, short of... I, I don't even know how you can come and redeem this in a way that turns the tide of a problem Star Wars now has that goes beyond just that one film. I and mean, people just don't believe... I can't, you know, again, I, every time I talk about this, I can't believe I'm saying this. People do not believe in the brand. of. They actually halted shooting, which should be the most automatic cash cow in history because of systematic problems. They're t- t- talking about uh, firing uh, Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I'm going to sell. All right, so here are the top 10 movies of all time not adjusted for inflation, Okay. All time when you don't adjust for inflation. And I think it's important for the audience to see what the difference is when you do. Okay? So like Incredibles 2 right now is the 11th best grossing movie of all time. Not adjusted for inflation. Here's the top 10. Rogue One. Number 9 is The Dark Knight. Number 8 is The Last Jedi. Number 7 is the first Avengers film. Number 6 is Jurassic World. That's the 2015 reboot with Chris Pratt. Uh, Number 5 is Titanic. Avengers Infinity War is number four. Black Panther is number three. Wow. Avatar is number two. And The Force Awakens is number one. All right? So those are the top 10 movies of all time when you in, in their own dollars when you don't adjust for inflation. Do you want to know what the top 10 movies of all time are when you do adjust for inflation? Star Wars The Force Awakens goes from number one to number 11. Which means if the team, if the movie that was number one without adjusting for inflation goes to number 11, where are all the right. other top 10 movies? Not on this list. Right. Okay. When you adjust for inflation, here are the top 10 movies. Snow White is number 10. The Exorcist is number nine. Dr. Shivago is number eight. Jaws is number seven. The Ten Commandments, that's the um, uh, Charlton Heston version, is number six. Titanic remains number five. E.T. is number four. The Sound of Music is number three. The original Star Wars is number two. Gone with the Wind is number one. So okay. em- Empire Strikes Back isn't even on that. Empire Strikes Back is 13 okay. on the list. So okay. The Force Awakens um, surpassed that. Um, the original Jurassic Park is 17. Return of the Jedi is 16. Raiders of the Lost Ark is 21. Black Panther goes from number three to number 30. Infinity War goes from number four to number 33 when you adjust for inflation. When you adjust for for inflation, The Sting and The Graduate and Fantasia have made more money than Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther have when you adjust for inflation. Star Wars The Phantom Menace is at number 18, I'm looking for The Last Jedi on here. It's number 43. When you adjust for inflation, it's the 43rd best grossing home film of all time, uh, nestled between Home Alone and Pinocchio. So I, I'm i going to sell that the next movie will do better than The Last Jedi, with one caveat. If they do something they have not done yet, 
since they since they went to the follow up trilogy, then I think it could blow the Last Jedi away. What they have not done yet is a real marketing campaign. In in terms of um, strongly hinting or teasing at story elements of the movie, we have gotten very benign uh, trailers that have not really told you much of anything. You know, the most explosive thing we've seen in any of the trailers for the first two reboots were when Luke says it's time for the Jedi to end, right? Okay, but you go back and watch the last Jedi trailers now and compare it to what the actual movie was. Outside of that line from Luke, none of the rest of it, the trailers tell you absolutely nothing. I know why they did that. They wanted to avoid avoid spoilers, okay? But I think they if they used the trailers for episode nine to clearly send the message, this is not the last Jedi. This is not the, and I think if they clearly market it that way, then I think they can blow, and, and I'm saying this is the guy on the panel, I love The Last Jedi. But if, if they clearly make it clear, clearly make it clear, that's how clear they need to make it. Clearly make it clear. <laughs> if they make it clear, this is Star Wars, not the sequel to The Return of the Jedi, then I think they can blow The Last Jedi out of the water. If they follow the same marketing tact they did before, they could make a movie that clearly breaks from The Last Jedi and is vastly superior. There's such a segment of the audience that is turned off right now, they won't bring them back. I don't think you can just throw Star Wars on the marquee anymore and, and know that you're making $300 million domestic. Solo just proved that. And there's some tarnishing. I don't think the brand is as tarnished as it's being let on, but it's it's more tarnished than probably Disney wants to admit at the same time. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Well, it's the same thing as the NFL. I mean, sure. it's still the NFL, but it's also, the, we're talking about brands that were once thought unbreakable, and they're clearly breakable because of self-imposed gunshot wounds. Yes, they have They have to show in the trailers, they, they, they have heard fans laments they have to demonstrate okay, that answer your question there and that's why i said so uh, that's why i said so yeah, yeah this is the only caveat that this is the only caveat i think that would alter that they have to show we heard you okay if they did not if they don't show that then no i don't think it will do better all righty next up here uh let's see Trump, uh, one more. Uh, Jerry Mills says Trump wins re-election and has two or more additional Supreme Court picks. What? Well, I'm, I'm using a hold. There, and 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 it's not. This is actually not a lame proposition. It's a very good one. There are so many unforeseen circumstances that. I, I don't feel comfortable giving an opinion, and I will accept willingly my punishment for this. I will hold. I think it's impossible to know what the political environment's going to be in three months, let alone True. in three years. True. We do have enough of a sample size now going into almost, you know, roughly two full years that at least according to the math of 5149... And that's, when you hear me say this, that's what I'm doing it on. You know, barely better than the flip of a coin. I will buy that. Let me give you, let me give you an example of why I'm really skittish about this, and I'm, I'm going to punk out and hold. So much of conservative Twitter has been orgasmic at the story that Robert Mueller, and when was the last time you heard me say his name on this show, by the way? <laughs> It's it's right. been a while, bless. And there's a reason for that. I just told you I, I, I don't know what the truth is. I'm not commenting anymore, and I'm just going to wait. We'll wait and see what Mueller has in court, and or not, and and we're done. With I that saw something story. a couple of days ago about like he's torturing Manafort in prison. And, and or I, something. Don't, I, I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Paul Manafort is a Russian stooge who pled guilty. I don't care about any of that. I don't. All right. But I'm bringing up Mueller to point out why I don't care and why I don't comment and why we took this stance. So much of conservative social media has been orgasmic at the news that Mueller has said in court filings, 
He will not present any evidence of Putin of, of Manafort colluding with Russia in Manafort's upcoming trial. You guys have seen that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen it. It's been everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's orgasmic. Repeated orgasms, multiple orgasms, over and over again. Can't get enough. Oh, he's got nothing. I saw yesterday little Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor (laughs) from National Review, Fox News contributor, which will get nowhere near the traffic that all of these orgasmic posts that Mueller has nothing will get. You're smiling because you saw what I'm talking about, Todd, right? Yeah. Um, Well, one guy on conservative Twitter who's actually been a federal prosecutor says um, there's no reason for Mueller. If Mueller brings forth evidence or or if he brings forth evidence of, of that he thinks he has of Manafort colluding, he has to essentially divulge his entire investigation and case right now. Which may mean he doesn't have one. That's possible, right? Could also mean he's just not ready to present one. Could also mean he's got a monster one. And he's just not, we don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. And much of conservative Twitter with this story is the antithesis of Don Lemon and MSNBC and CNN. Just drawing radical assumptions on what you want to be true when you don't know a damn thing. You don't know a damn thing. 90% of the people on the right and the left commenting on this know not a damn thing. Nothing. They're just commenting on something that they know will get clicks and, they, and they're, they're projecting what they want the truth to be. Tell me I'm wrong, Erzin. I won't. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if Mueller has something, the world changes the next day. Changes the next day. If he doesn't have anything, the world changes the next day. We don't know. If the Democrats win the House, but don't win the Senate, which is their dream scenario, that's what they want, guys. That's what they want. If they win the House, they get to impeach Trump. If they don't get the Senate, they never have to take a vote to remove him. And they make the Republicans vote no on their impeachment, and they get to run on that in 2020. Republicans protecting Trump. That's one political environment. If the Democrats don't win the House... That totally alters the, the next two years. Of, we, there are so many unforeseen scenarios. Anybody right now telling you that they know what will happen in 2020, they have no earthly idea. They don't. Yeah, that that election broke you. You the pro, Dace the prognosis. There is no like. Oh yeah, I'm. The further you have to see, that's the one Dace wants. He wants to connect the dots further than you. Now, um, no. <laughs> I could, you know what? Here's what I could do. I could be a self-righteous, presumptuous douchebag and just pretend like I know stuff I don't, which pays well for some in this industry. Let's just keep it real on that. Or I could just fear God, tell the truth and make money, which won't be as much as other people are making by not telling the truth and fearing God, but I still get paid fairly well. So here's what I know. Not much. That's what I know. Not much. I don't know much. I don't. How do I, how how can I make predictions on things I don't possibly know? And 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 I don't mean don't know the future, like I don't know the conditions of the prediction you're asking me to make. It's it, asking me about the 2020 election is a little bit like asking me, so Steve, man, make a prediction on who you think Alabama's going to how Alabama's going to do in week 3 of the 2023 college no, I, football that, season. Hey. I don't know who they're playing. I don't know where the game is at. I don't know what the what their roster will be. I don't know. I don't know. That part I feel. You know how long it took for me to want to have anything to do with talking about even the 2018 election, and I finally was willing to talk about it once I came up with the one who was dumbest last losers, and I just let that ride. But I'm feeling you on that front. Now, if you want me to answer these questions in the future, here's what I need you to do. I need you to help me help you, or maybe you need to help me help you help me, one or the other. All right. Give me more specifics, like the question Aaron just asked. Steve, assuming Mueller comes back, assuming nothing comes of the Mueller probe, sure. and Trump win, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me, I need more conditions on the ground. We are net, we have never been as a country, except for maybe like 1857, in a political environment in which we are currently in. The, the existential paradigms could radically shift in, in six months, or not shift at all. We don't know. 
And so I, I need you to give me more information because I do. Todd's right. I love making predictions. I love analyzing things. It's the way God built my brain. Um, but I need you to get, I, I need more information to, to act now than I used to in the past because we have less certainty than we've had in the past. Does that make better sense, maybe? Completely. Okay. All right. Here we go. On to the main course. We are going to be ranking. Well, this is according to Athlon. Back in 2015. Uh, the top 25 <laughs> college football logos. You oh, nice. Yeah. I don't. I have another list that we're going to get to today as well, so we need to make these fairly, fairly short. Let's just do this yeah. list and then the other one next week. Okay. Now right. prepare for a metaphysical certitude you're, from Steve Dace. You're not going to like this. Yes, now you will get what you yeah. paid for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number 25, according to Athlon, is Michigan. Oh, it's got to be higher than that. Come on, man. It's one of the most. I, you know what? I'm not getting. I, I, I can't. They're answer. trolling gonna, him right out of the gate. I, I'm going to get accused of it's being awesome biased. Lawn. It's Athlon. It's the. It's one of the most recognizable logos in in all well, of collegiate sports. So we're just I mean, talking the M, right? That who? who that's the logo on. we're talking about. The hold on. Who wrote this? Who the heck wrote this piece? I don't have permission to. It, Steve, does the name Jim Weber name a belt? No. Ring a bell to you? I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. and you know, you know, okay. I consume much more go, college football yeah. media than I do political media. Okay. We're just gonna go. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're gonna go with this. <laughs> this this pisses me off already. Well, when you it, see who's number one. Well, is okay. it is it the M or is it the helmet? The M. Uh, if it was the helmet, uh, I would yeah. say that's totally. Todd, wrong. you really believe there's 25 better logos than? It's just an M, man. It, we're, you're, see, okay. th- look, you're, you cannot answer this one honestly, and you know it. You must recuse yourself. I, I think it's, yeah, this is fair. Okay, number 24 is Navy. Do you even know, do you even know what the Navy <laughs> logo is? I don't know, is? so. Okay, okay so I'm, a, a, I'm already right. It's an N with the I'm already with, with, with I'm already right. I'm already right. Sell. Sell, because I don't know what it is, yeah. Number 23, Notre Dame. Just the N-D. It's, well... <laughs> See, that's not the logo I associate with Notre Dame. It's the, it's little, the Irish. little Irishman. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so they even wrong. have the wrong Notre Dame logo. So, so. Yeah, yeah. so. These guys suck really bad yeah, so far. No, this is probably no. why I don't know Jim Weber. He was fired yeah. after writing this. Yeah, number 22 is Utah. <laughs> why, is, why is Utah even yeah. on the list? <laughs> <laughs> now, they might have one of the best nicknames, the Ute. I like that, yeah. but the logo. Come on, man. Well, yeah. See, that's not Utah's logo. Is, not is more is the Notre Dame and Michigan really? Well, it, see, that's the thing. A school on the level of Utah could possibly have something better than Michigan. It's not just the. Yeah, you, I agree with you. They could. It, they don't. Yes, but they don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, number twenty-one, Missouri. Which is just a redux of the Iowa logo. It's a isn't cheaper it? version of Michigan's logo with an M, just not as not no, as bright. This is the tiger, the tiger logo. So they're they're not even they're not even using the right logos. Uh, so, which is why out of the get asked, are we talking about the helmet or uh, yes, yeah. just depending on whatever Jim Webb's <sighs> or Jim Weber's feelings are at a particular moment on this list. Jim Weber sucks at this. See, at this point, this I just found out the uh, World Cup soccer game just went into overtime. I bet you'd rather watch this at this point. You know what? I'm tempted. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am I am flat out tempted, yes. Uh, number 20 is Florida State. The Seminole, the Seminole uh, logo. That's got to be higher. That's yeah. one of the yeah. great in the sport, man. Yeah. Sell. That absolutely has to be higher. Nineteen is Florida, the uh, the 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 croc head. No, the Florida Gator head. Yeah, I, I would. I don't think it's that impressive. I, there's, there's no too way much, too much it's, orange. And it's no way it's higher than Michigan, Notre Dame, or even Florida State. Man, come on, man, come on. Well, it's okay where it is. I'm fine. It uh, doesn't belong. It'd be okay where it is if it wasn't ahead of the ones I just mentioned. Here's an orange that works. It's 18, and that's Tennessee, and it's just the block T, the power T. Yeah, yeah. That's that's to me. That's got to be higher. But I'll I'll buy mm. to be nice. I'll, it's just. I'll sell. It's just a T, Good, because I'm going to sell, too. It's got to yeah. be higher okay. than that. Okay, uh, Todd, Wisconsin's logo is just, just a W. Just a W. Come I'm on. Not, I haven't said anything about Wisconsin. No. Let's get there, and you'll Everybody see. Everybody knows that. It's a motion you got, W. You've got two W's on your we- on your laptop, Todd. But, uh, so, no, go ahead. Wisconsin fans are the worst. Let's they, just be honest. Yeah. No, 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 no. That, that's a straw man right there. I didn't... I, 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 if you put Wisconsin... Where's Wisconsin right now? Is it on there? Uh, no. 
Okay. okay. If it was higher, I would have said uh, it doesn't deserve to be any higher uh -huh. than this. Right. It's not okay. on there. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, number Whatever. 17 is West Virginia, just the WV. What? Are we just... Is this... Who wrote this? Is this... Jim Weber. Uh, do they have sight? Uh. <laughs> is this about fonts or about football? Do they have sight? I'm, I'm no, dead serious. About, can, can this person see? Uh, let me find him on Twitter. Maybe send him I'm some gonna look him up. mean tweets. Uh, we'll go on to number 16. That's Arkansas, the Razorback. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that one's The Razorback's cool. cool. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I do think the Razorback is cool, by the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, number 15 is Army West Point. It's the shield with the uh, sword and the helmet, black and gold, and the star. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Um. Number 14 is Old Dominion, and I actually like this one. This they, one's they really cool. They have a cool. football team? Yeah. Yeah, the Monarchs. And the stadium is actually pretty cool for being a, a, a smaller stadium. Yeah, the Monarchs. It's just the, it's the lion with a crown. Uh, okay. Yeah, worst yeah. list ever. Worst, yeah, uh, number 13 is Iowa. Tiger, Tiger Hawk? Tiger uh, Hawk. I mean, I think that's a great logo, yeah. man. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, hey. This is me talking here. I've been an Iowan now for like 18 years uh, in all things, but Hawkeye sports, uh, I loathe the Hawkeyes. Uh, but th this is too low. The Hawkeyes have one of the coolest. They have one of the top 10 logos. See, he's he's trying to gain back some sort of objectivity here. He's when Alan Dershowitz yeah. honest, uh -huh. like, go jump on Fox, yeah. defend Trump, yeah. then go on The View and say <laughs> yeah. that Republicans stole a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, Iowa fans will not but take it. Fine, but it's not, not the motion yes W. Ford. Screw all of you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there you go. There's the tribalism. Keep it real, bro. Keep it real. Number 12 is Clemson. It's just the paw print. Yeah, that's cool. I love yeah. the paw print, but it shouldn't be ahead of Tennessee. Shouldn't be ahead of Michigan. What? Shouldn't be ahead of Notre Dame. What? This is, I just found out this is what's on the side of their helmet for this entire list. Oh, that is the list. Yeah. And Michigan's at 25. Yeah. See, that, no, then that's we're, we're done. We're, we're, we're done. That's totally fraudulent. Michigan doesn't have an M on there. No, it has the, the, the whatever thing. it's called. It's the most yeah, famous this list helmet stupid. in the history of the sport. Let's keep going. Yeah, there's no way it's not in the top five. Yeah. And, and yeah. you're telling me Notre Dame's gold Golden just Domes? Wait, just wait till you hear who's number one, okay? Okay. Penn State, which doesn't have any logo whatsoever. He has it number 11. See, I think they have a great helmet. I'm fine with That's them being a number logo. 11. I, just like I don't think Florida... No one in their right mind thinks Florida has a better football helmet than Florida State. No one believes that. In fact, most surveys, Michigan's helmet's number one, Notre Dame's number two, and Florida State's is like number three. All right? So, I'm starting to sound like Nick Saban now. I, I. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, number 10 is Colorado. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm going to have to do this list, too. I'm, next week, no, I'll no, have this list. No, I'll do this, too. No. I've, I, no. <laughs> like Thanos says, if you want a job done right, do it yourself. Uh, number nine is Washington State. It's the Cougars, the WC Cougars thing um, in the shape of a cougar. I'm sorry. It's really I'm, weird. I'm, I'm over here cutting myself. You keep going. <laughs> Georgia Tech at number eight, the little yellow jacket, which oddly enough, my hometown. The side of their helmet's a GT. Graceland University, which uh, I think they got sued by Georgia Tech because they're the same uh, same logo. The if, side of their helmet is a GT. If you apply hmm. Occam's razor to this entire list, who's this? You don't know this guy, Steve, but I think he knows you. And he, this is a total is troll of you putting designed. Michigan 25 and everything oh, from there. I think I found him. was going to be a stroke. I think I found him. Uh, New York, New York. Yep. Yeah. No, his whole thing, his whole shtick on Twitter is just helmets. Uh, yeah, he's got 82,000 followers. This is his whole thing? We, clearly, clearly, we have not made America his last, again. His last tweet was a minute ago when he said, boo this man. Now we're booing him. See how he likes it. Number seven is East Carolina. That one's pretty cool because it's just original, I think. Is that the pirate? Yeah, yeah. and it's purple. Yeah. Uh, speaking, but it's somehow better than uh, Florida State, Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. Michigan. Number six is Kansas State. It's a cool helmet. Yeah. But it's not better than Florida State, yeah. Notre Dame, Michigan. Uh, number five Tennessee. is Miami. No. Now, I, yeah. I, their helmets aren't cool. I do love when they wear those helmets with the green jersey and the orange pant. That's a sweet look, okay? But the helmet unto itself, no. It's not better than Notre Dame, Florida State, Michigan, 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, number four is North Carolina. NC. It's an NC. Yep. Guys. It's an N and a, it's an NC. That's well before you thought. I guess M is an M, and I guess it's better than GT, but um, it's a it's an NC. Number three is Virginia Cavaliers. The two little Simtars beneath the V. Does that do anything for you? Uh, basically, Virginia's Virginia's. Well, I was I was thinking of their mascot, which is basically the, a, a purple and orange version of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer helmet from the seventies, but. Um, no, it's not better than Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State, which, uh, uh, no, no, no. This guy should be kicked off Twitter. Uh, number two is Texas. See, I loved, I think that absolutely belongs yes. in the top five or two. You're not going to like number one. Yeah. What is? You're not going to like number one. Ohio State? No. See, I thought that's how this was going to end. He's in Ohio State. Right? Nope. That's how I thought it was going to end. Nope. It's even worse. I don't know. What's worse he's than that? Ranked, Leavenworth? Is, Michigan no, State? He's ranked Michigan State as the number one logo. <laughs> he ranked Michigan at number 25. So it's just passive aggressive enough just to get them on the list to put them at the, the bottom end of the tw- top 25. I wonder if this guy didn't go to Sparty. Jim Weber. Jim! Wow. That's it. <clears throat> oh, he's got a really cool mock up of NCAA football 19. Because that accounts well, for something, except the fact that it doesn't exist. I don't even know what to say. Somebody end this. I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed in our species right now. Dumbestlast at gmail.com. Get your dumbest last t-shirt. That seems Come like on. a perfect yes. time for this perfect. promo. Let's sell those babies out by the end of the week. Yeah, let's do it. That's it. All right, that's it. CRTV.com. Don't forget promo code DACE to subscribe to CRTV. Please subscribe here on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a positive review if you can, if you already have. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I'm-